We see the sun setting on Firmament, Colorado, its waning radiance bathing Riverside Park in golden splendor. The center of civic life is bustling with activity, and not just the usual dog walkers and sightseers. From the banks of the Elkhorn to City Hall, people are hard at work setting up signs, decorations, equipment, and facilities. There are colorful cordons going up around the park's exterior, white canvas pavilions rising up to the treetops. In front of the river is a mostly constructed stage flanked by towering amplifiers and stage lights. Towards Main Street, we can see the preparations extending further into town, and as the Main Street streetcar pulls into its station, we see it wrapped in a single stylized advertisement featuring a cadre of cartoonishly illustrated cryptids. There's just a single word printed on it, in bold, goofy letters. Hullabaloo. At the center of the activity, we see Eve, editor-in-chief of the Jackalope. She's wielding a color-coded binder and crisply delivering directions like a field marshal preparing for battle. Firmament's premier arts and music festival is the paper's biggest event of the year. And like hell, she's going to let anyone else mess it up. As the maelstrom swirls around her, Eve pauses, her eyes falling on something out of place. A big top tent with lacquered red and white stripes, tucked inoffensively between the Ferris wheel and beer garden. She double-checks her binder. Triple-checks. But her brows only furrow in confusion. She marches over and pulls open the tent flap, calling out into the open maw of darkness. But after several minutes without a response... She steps inside and disappears. Outside, the preparations continue to unfold. The sun dips, the work wraps up, and darkness falls. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monster Hour. I am Quinn, your keeper of monster and mysteries. With me today are Hannah. Hi, I'm Hannah, and I play J.R. the Crooked. Kyle. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Alvin the Monstrous. And Tio. Hi, I'm Tio. I play Constance the Expert. Last time, the three of you pulled off a rather daring and clever heist. That's right. <laughs> You created a replica of JR's key with sufficient precision and accuracy that you were able to fool the tall man into releasing Alvin from their pact. We're going to pick up shortly after that scene because there's a bit of unfinished business that you have, Alvin. Finding your sister. Yes, I've been told that she is where I had my first episode, I think was the term you used which would be out near the woods. So I think he returns to the parking lot where everyone's waiting and gives a nervous one-handed thumbs up and says, well, halfway there. Leon gives you a smile and a thumbs up and says, that's, that's great. It worked. He took the key. He, yeah, I show my palms. <laughs> Congratulations. Palms. He gives you a big No hug. circles. Yeah, I embrace him. Um, and I say, right. What do you mean halfway? Got- well, uh, Sarah wasn't there. She's supposedly out by the woods where I transformed my first time. So uh, 
anyone wants to give me a ride real quick, I want to get there as fast as I can. Leon looks over his shoulder at Constance and JR and says, I mean, I'm happy to do it, buddy, if you want to lift. Dude, we got a new car, didn't we? As part of our <laughs> yes, level up thing did. a while ago. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's take this. Yeah. Yeah. Got a yeah. Well, sick new ride. I mean, it's new to me. So. <laughs> Isn't it a Subaru? It is. A, it's a Subaru. <laughs> that is an appropriate level of outfit. excitement. <laughs> Subaru outfits yes. are the shit. Let's take the yeah. whip. Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? All right. Did I do All it right? All right. Let's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Boy. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Let's Ride take a Subaru. The Leon gives you a, another smile and says, hey, absolutely. If you need anything else often, just let us know. We'll be there. You bet. If you answer your phone this time. <laughs> he grins a bit sheepishly, pulls it out of his pocket and sort of waves it. It's like, I got it. And the three of you take off in your Subaru out of the moonscape and towards the forest. It's not a long trip. You arrive without incident. Keep your eyes peeled, everyone. This, uh... I still don't trust that guy. The tall guy. The guy that you didn't meet, but I've met twice now. He's tall. <laughs> I just need to point out, this is for a, a later thing to talk about, but we need to work on your description skills because tall man <laughs> is very limited in terms of us keeping an eye out, you know. Just... Yeah, he also had Gumby arms. That is more right. helpful. So that, that's probably, <laughs> that, I guess, I do the more... that part. That might be the more, like, unique trait that he had. So Gumby I, The man. Gumby man. Okay, they yeah. See, tall man, Gumby it's like... arms. For me, tall man is like half of the town. You know, like, it doesn't say much. My anyway. dad? <laughs> Are you my dad? <laughs> uh, we're off track already. Uh, opportunity okay, lost. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Yeah, so I, as soon as the car is parked and... And Alvin kind of gives his little word of warning. He hops out and he just is jogging towards the spot. Constance and JR, are you, are you heading with him? I am. If he's if, uh, if that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Could... yeah like, do you want us? <laughs> Alvin, have with? you invited uh -oh. them with you or are you just taken off? <laughs> he's got one thing on his mind. So he has not, he's not okay. said one way or another. It is up to your characters to decide. Okay. So Alvin takes off into the forest. Constance and JR, what do you do? I'm following, but not as quickly. I am still a bit short of breath due to making that fake key. I'm probably somewhere in the middle, just in case, because I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we're out of the woods yet. Hey. Oh. Hey. 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 Alvin, I don't think there's any role involved here. I think you know how to get back to that spot. I think it's etched into your mind. Mm-hmm. So you travel through the forest, and it doesn't take you all that long to reach it when you know your path. And across the clearing, through that meadow, you see a person slumped against a tree. You recognize it as Sarah immediately. She's unconscious, but you can see the rise and fall of her chest as she draws shallow, uneven breaths. Her face and her clothes are splashed with ruddy red splotches of blood. Quick in my pace, I'm sprinting now, and I call out as I get close. Sarah! She doesn't wake up as you call out to her, but you arrive at her side. What do you do? So there's blood on her. Can I smell that? Can I check if that's human blood or like deer blood or something? I feel this, this seems somewhat familiar to Alvin. Yeah. Yeah. You could roll to investigate a mystery. If you want to tell if it's deer blood, but I think you can tell from the smell, it's not your sister's blood. Mm -hmm. mm. 
and you look her over and you don't see any sign of injury. There are no cuts, no bruises, oh, nothing no. like that. Yeah. And as you look at the blood on her clothes, you realize that it's not pooled the way it normally would around an injury. It's splattered. Yeah. Everywhere except her mouth, where there are (gasps) thick streaks running down her chin, like rivers of clay. Uh... Dang, it runs in the family. Yeah, uh, with that information, the next priority would be to kind of gather her up and get her somewhere safe, which probably would be either to Alvin's place or back to Constance's. So Alvin will um, gather his sister up in his arms, turn back towards the car, and start jogging that direction. And when he encounters Constance, he says, We gotta go back to your place. Come on. Okay. Turn two, everybody. We're going back to Constance's. Wait, what? Got a bit of a problem. <sighs> All right, I'll go get the car started. Just give me a minute. <sighs> The three of you are able to load Sarah into the car and make it back to Constance's studio. Yeah, Alvin's not leaving her side this whole trip. He's just holding her and saying, like, it's going to be okay. It's, you're going to be okay. There are moments where you see her eyes open for short periods of time, but they're just kind of unfocused. But you you make it back. Oh, boy. Uh, I want to be a good ally? I don't know what, how to call it um alvin what did you need when you woke up from this situation big glass of water okay and i mean i needed to know what i had done and my bike but i don't think sarah has a bike yeah i don't think she's as worried about that Uh, and i like run around and i grab water and i pull out the book with the description that alvin had read Mm -hmm. in the past i have it like neatly with a little bookmark on that page just Mm -hmm. sitting out and then i kind of step back and look at alvin to sense what is our next move yeah maybe a a clean change of clothes okay and i run and i grab some of the spare random clothes that have appeared at my (laughs) studio so when anyone turns into a werewolf they always want to go to constance's place and get a a, a copyright constance's art smock change into (laughs) Um, can I investigate what's going on with her? Or do we pretty much know what's going on with your sister? I mean, I've got a good idea. What might help is confirming that this is probably like a deer or something. And we want to make sure that it's not a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be very reassuring to her when she wakes up. Well, that depends on the answer. But yes. (laughs) True. JR, how are you investigating? Um, lick it. No, that's, a... that's that is some big Constance energy. <laughs> no, that, that's actually a, a, a call out to Psych. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Psych, and they they make a running joke about licking blood. Anyway, go on. Yeah, but big Constance energy is a real thing. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, Jr. Go ahead and roll to investigate a mystery. It's a thirteen. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Hold two. I would like to know what sort of creature was it. Are you talking about the blood? Yes. I don't think there is any way you could determine that based on the conditions of your examination. (laughs) What if I lick it? (laughs) I'm sorry, Quinn. Uh, No, I don't think even if you lick the blood. 
Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I'd like to know what happened here. You've been exposed to a decent amount of blood at this point. You're not a forensic scientist, but you've seen enough to know. It's pretty clear that Sarah bit something, probably bit off something, and mm -hmm. that's where the blood came from. It's not hers. It's mm. not hers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, Quinn. Yes. Is there fur anywhere around stuck to her that would have come off at the same time? It just dawned maybe, on maybe me. Maybe some fur mm. in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Constance, you, you have proved me wrong. I will give you what sort of creature is it. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. We made it. Teamwork. The power of friendship. Narrative reason for why you would know what sort of creature it was. It took mm -hmm. us about 10 minutes of cut audio time, but we made it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you open Sarah's mouth. Two things are visible when you do this. The first is that her, what are they? Canids? Oh. <laughs> Canines. Her canines are way too big. They are not the right size. Ooh, very pointy. Okay. All right. The second is you can see between the teeth several fine furs that look like they belong to, I mean, any number of creatures with fine fur. Anything from mm -hmm. a short-haired rabbit to a deer to a rat. Mm -hmm. Anything with short hair but okay. unlikely to be human unless they had a very short, specific haircut and she bit she their bit head. their scalp. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell what color the fur is? Like an auburn color? Okay, so she bit a ginger. Gotcha. <laughs> Short-haired ginger right on the top of the head. <laughs> oh, wait. Did she bite Leon's boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she bit Dorian. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Good job, Sarah. Right on. Righteous. Yeah. Okay. No, it's likely some sort of woodland creature. Gotcha. Okay. Or yes. Probably was. Oh, yeah. I like hold a little tuft up of the fur and also kind of like like point at the at the fangs and like tap mine to like, you know, teeth and then like demonstrating that hers are quite a bit bigger than mine. Yeah, I open my mouth and point to mine and be like, yeah, that tracks too. Alvin, if you have wolfed out at all, they match more or less. Yep. I haven't wolfed out, but I'll just make just the teeth grow. Ooh. Ooh fancy. Yeah, I'm getting Fancy, good. man. Yeah. Fourth Ooh. mystery. I'm just the teeth like, ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be upset when she wakes up. Yeah. And also... I learned some stuff as to why this is happening to her. Yeah, -dubs, Alvin. I oh, yes. Probably tell you. Please do. So I had a chat with the tall man. So saving Sarah was yes the more important part, but mm -hmm. there was also information involved in the exchange. So there's a reason that this is also happening to Sarah now. Cliff notes: Magic used to be everywhere. There were creatures made of magic. And eventually people thought magic was a bad idea and they locked it all away behind seals. And there were some magical creatures who were called guardians who were tasked with defending these seals from the other magical creatures who I expect are similar to what we have encountered. Apparently, I am descended from one of those guardians. Now... I also have a lot of questions about this. Why did mom and dad not tell me anything about it? 
Does it like skip 10, 12, 20 generations? Who knows? But it seems fairly consistent now. I've got it. Sarah has got it. Hmm. Didn't he tell you anything about where the seals are located? Like, is this a Legend of Zelda kind of situation where we have to go to a temple and... He did not, but I have a fairly good guess. I do, too. It was the middle of the night when you met the tall man, and by the time you recovered Sarah, it was the early hours of the morning. And although the gravity of what you're discussing is immense, I think the conversation just fades away, and eventually you all fall asleep. Alvin, you're the first one to wake up the next morning, and not too long after you awaken, you can hear shifting on the couch as Sarah begins to move. Hey. Hey, hey, it's it's okay. This is my friend Constance's place. You've you've met her. Uh, Alvin? Where Hi. What? What how did Where's where's the man? How did I get here? The Gumby man? The Gum Gumby man? Was he really tall with stretchy arms wearing a nice suit? Uh I, yeah, well, not the not the arms. Yeah, he was he was tall, he had a nice suit. Not the arms? I'm surprised. He he loves doing the arms. That's not important. Uh what's the last thing you remember? I um Oh god, my head hurts. Do you have any aspirin? Uh yeah, I I think so, and Alvin realizes he has never gone further than the living room and dining room here in Constance's apartment. <laughs> I don't think there's much else. Yeah, <laughs> but he's never really gone digging through. He's always like, oh, Constance knows where things are. <laughs> I don't want to bother learning the system. <laughs> so she asks for aspirin and Alvin's like, yes, looks around and then kind of just gets up quietly, shuffles over to Constance's room. I expect you're in a different room. We're probably not all slumber partying out in the living room, though maybe with the long night and the seriousness, maybe we are slumber partying. No, Constance went to her bed. Constance went to her bed. So Alvin will go over to her door and go, tap, 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 tap. Constance? Tap, 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 tap. Constance! George Clooney. Do you have any aspirin? For you, any day. Second drawer to the left in the kitchen. Alvin goes over and stands in the middle of the kitchen. Okay, left of... And just starts opening drawers. Okay. (laughs) Eventually you find the aspirin. He finds it and comes over to probably a more awake Sarah by this point. Yeah. Here you go. She's sitting up now. And Sorry that took so long. She's looking at her hands, and you can see her fingernails are long and curled and thick, like claws. And she looks up at you, says, Alvin, what's what's happening? Listen, I was, I was just as scared and confused as you are right now. It was only months ago. When this started happening to me, too, I think it runs in our family. And he proceeds to tell her all about what he knows. She listens quietly. At first, you're not even sure if she is listening. For several minutes, as you recount this tale, she's just staring at her hands. But eventually, she glances up and starts looking at you. 
I know you don't want to hear any of this. God knows I didn't either. And I, I hoped that it was only me that this was just my problem to deal with. But it looks like we might be in this together. On the bright side, if you need any tips, I've got a bit of practice. You can control it. You can, you can control it. You can make it, you can make these, and she holds out her claws. You can make them go away. Well, mostly. And he holds out his hands. He shows her, this is about as good as I have got so far. And they are still pretty large. And there's hair on the back of his hands. But, th- but the rest, I'm not going to turn into like a, a big wolf like you did. I don't have to. There are times when it becomes difficult to control. If you stay calm and there's some breathing exercises that I've picked up, I've got this good app. It's like a meditation app. It really just chills you out. It seems that it involuntary transformations are a little tied to your emotional state. If you want to turn into a wolf, you can practice that also. But as of right now, I don't know of a way to cure it. I am looking. We are looking. And he gestures to Constance's closed door and JR's sleeping form. Not right now, but when we're awake, we're working on it. I think she starts to very quietly cry. Mm -hmm. And then just kind of slumps into you. Yeah. Pet her head and say, listen, I... I never heard anything about this from mom or dad. I don't know if they know anything about it, but the thing about the seals, maybe there's one here and it's a proximity effect that turns us. So I guess I haven't tested leaving, but I feel like that's not the right thing to do. That my place is here. Did you, did you have the dream too when you turned? You're running as fast as the wind. On a hunt. Mm-hmm. Did you feel the the hunger, too? I did. That won't be the last time that you feel that. But I know you're strong. And I know you're brave. And I know that if I can control it to this level, God knows what you can accomplish. I think she smiles. It's weak, and it doesn't last long, but... She smiles at you. Hello, dear listeners. Quinn here. Thanks so much for tuning in to episode 24 of Monster Hour, where the real monster is your sibling, and not just because they stole your toys growing up. It's because they're a werewolf. A special thank you to everyone who's been sharing the show with their friends, both on social media and by calling them repeatedly in the middle of the night and whispering, Monster Hour, before hanging up. Don't forget that if you tweet about the show using hashtag MonsterHourPod on Twitter, you might wind up with a character named after you. Characters like Stan, Spectre, and Kristen. We're going to have at least a couple new characters coming in the next episode, so now's the perfect time to get tweeting. Our spooky spotlight this week is Shadows of St. Fleur where the seedy underbelly of the city is rife with dark conspiracy and supernatural politics. 
Hello, and welcome to St. Fleur, where the city is modern, the fantasy is urban, and the faction politics are at an all-time high. Join us in Shadows of St. Fleur as we follow the wizard, Alistair Lockwood. Regret to inform you, I'm not a wizard. I am a master of the arcane arts. The scholar, Jeremiah Roderick Crawford. I'm an earl, you know. You're a baron. This world's carry some weight. The wolf, Victor Margaret. Victor stands on the bridge in the cold. Fuck. The fae who is known only as Silk. Um, do we know if this was a, you know, a, a standard mugging? And the vamp, Alex Juro. Quite. Because the first time the door opens, I'm going to push her out. Through their experience in the city. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast with a majority LGBTQ plus cast playing characters finding their way through faction politics, all in pursuit of their own individual goals. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. That's it for me, folks. We'll be back with episode 25 of Monster Hour on May 19th. See you then. Alvin, what do the next few days look like for you and Sarah? I think he invites her to stay with him so he can be with her in case she needs any help. He tries to help her through any other dreams she's having kind of walks her through some of the techniques and things that he's picked up and figured out on how to like keep the claws down how to keep the hair short they do some good shaving montages as well as trying to just like let her keep up on her classes as best as she can if she is still interested in that uh she really isn't she doesn't Mm -hmm. talk about school at all and i think over the next couple days there are clear signs ones that you recognize her Hair grows rapidly. Mm-hmm. In the course of a couple of days, it's far past her shoulders, nearing her torso, and the claws continue to lengthen. But she doesn't turn the way you do. The two mm-hmm. of you work through the meditations that you've practiced, and she seems stable, if not okay. I get her a brand new file, just like mine. <laughs> <laughs> when you give her that file, it's probably the second time you see her smile afterwards. Mm-hmm. Constance and JR, I don't think you see Alvin for the next couple of days. I think it's obvious why. What are the two of you doing? What are the two of you up to? I mean, I think JR is actually trying to stay out of trouble for like once. <laughs> <laughs> the heat's gone up. Yeah, that won't last, uh, rest assured. But particularly <laughs> having Agent Pack show up was not a very fun experience and she's still sitting on those photos she's not shown them to constance or alvin yet partially because it seems like not a really good time to be dropping this bombshell with alvin kind of out of the picture for a little while so she's been studying that painting i think that constance did of benedict cumberbatch's special holes (laughs) And, uh, but, but rest assured that manila envelope is burning a hole in her, where does she have it? She probably has it under a pile of suits. It's burning a (laughs) hole through those pile of suits. The most sacred place. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch my suits. suits. Yeah. Don't touch them. I think Constance is spending a lot of time at the visitor center. A, trying to rack up some hours for cash purposes, but B, really starting to dive into the historical records that exist there. 
you know, hearing from Alvin about some of his background is really pushing her to have a better understanding of this place. Like what what is happening here in Firmament and how does it connect more with her family so uh, and with families in general. So she's just kind of snooping around, collecting whatever she can and, you know, getting that getting that money too. Makes sense. Is this like an actual investigation you're conducting or is this like... The way I'm kind of viewing it is that she is just stealing bit by bit from the visitor center, just like folders <laughs> and files, but she's not looking through them because it just takes so long. Like everything is paper records and it's not well labeled. So like later on, if we're at a point where we need some information, she can pull those files open and investigate them the way she would her library. But right now she's basically stockpiling in for potential information for later. Who knows what's in these files? They're like labeled like August 4th, you know? Yeah. Um, I think there's some like strange events, but like nothing that couldn't be explained with sort of a natural cause. Mm-hmm. More just like unusual. So there's there's some things, but it's difficult to tell exactly if you have anything useful until you really dive in. Yeah. Constance is trying a new look at work. She's wearing a hat, and it is a statement hat. What statement is the hat making? I am here, and look at me. <laughs> what and is I the like hat? The purple. Yeah. What is What's the hat? The hat? To um, is this a? What's the hat? Yeah. Do we describe the hat, or is this like an open-ended prompt to our artist friends? It is. The only thing I will say is, um, it's Kentucky Derby-esque, but appropriate <laughs> for the weather of firmament. <laughs> like a cold okay. weather horse race. Yes. Oh, Big boy. Cold weather horse race. Anyway, that's all. Okay. Like a sled dog race. <laughs> okay. JR, are you, at, are you at Constance's studio? Is that where you're hanging yeah. out? Yeah. Okay. So the three of you are all caught up in your, your own worlds. Alvin, tending to your sister. JR, keeping a low profile, ostensibly. <laughs> I will say, as you are studying that painting, it is an exact replica it is like it was plucked from your mind great and constance you're working at the visitors bureau i think you see jenny come in looking kind of upbeat one day which is unusual for jenny but she seems in reasonably high spirits and a few days later a few days after the events with the tall man all three of you get a text from leon that says turn on your tv okay i cut the cord a while ago <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Turn it on. Turn on this old thing. The image that you see from Firmament Local Access Channel 3. <laughs> yes. Is an image of Main Street. It appears that it has been taken from a cell phone camera and then broadcast. And there's a small crowd of people. And it takes a moment for you to get a glimpse through the ranks as this person, whoever is wielding the cell phone, moves up through it. But. When they get a clear glimpse, you can see what the crowd is gathered for. There is a sculpture in the middle of the street. It's composed entirely of thin metal beams arranged in geometric shapes. And while it's easy to get lost in the intricacies of the metalwork, there's no mistaking the subject of the piece. The great American bison, standing proud and stoic in the middle of the intersection. As you're watching, however, the sculpture moves, clearly and decisively. The iron bison turns its head, as though heeding some faraway call, 
that only it can hear, shakes its short horns back and forth, snorts, and takes off down the street. Is that supposed to happen? And Constance, at the visitor's bureau, you hear the sound of hoofbeats. Uh-oh. Oh. Yikes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I jump up onto the visitor's counter and grab the nearest map. Like, you know, you can buy maps of like old maps of a town. It's rolled up in one of those travel tubes. Mm -hmm. I grab one of those and I'm standing on top of the visitor's bureau counter with this map tube thing. Okay. You are doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. You're just hanging out there, ready? Yeah, I think at this point, Constance is not much of the run and flee type. This is not thinking Constance. This is uh, immediate reaction Constance. Mm -hmm. And given everything she's been through, her immediate reaction would be to prepare for battle rather than run and hide. And like that's not like a bravery thing as much as it's like a response to stress thing. Fair enough. Through most everything else we've fought has tracked us down eventually. Yeah. You are standing there, map tube in hand, and out the windows you see a wrought iron bison sculpture stampede down Main Street and disappear out of your view. Okay. (laughs) I feel very silly, and I slowly get down from the counter. (laughs) Uh, Everyone, and by everyone I mean the four people in the visitor's bureau. Turn their heads and look and start murmuring and then start filing out of the building as they look to get a better view of what just ran by. I grumble under my breath and then also go over to the window because I want to get a view. A small crowd is following this sculpture as it charges down Main Street. Huh. Okay. Alvin and JR, what are you doing as you see this on the television? (laughs) This seems like kind of our gig, maybe? I don't know. Alvin, (laughs) what do you think? I'm open to suggestions. This is a collaborative effort. We're not in the same place, I don't think. Yeah, you guys are definitely not in the same place. Never mind. I think Alvin's kicked up at home watching this on a stream on his phone. Oh, that's right, because you're not on TV. (laughs) Like, hey, Sarah, check this out. Yeah, hey, Sarah, look at this. this. Is the college doing something weird? This might be Constance, actually. Uh, I should probably call her. <laughs> I haven't been to the college in a couple days, but this doesn't look right to me. Oh, jeez, this is live. It seems more like your deal. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to call Constance. You go look for a bat sign or something. I don't know. Stony knows about this. Maybe he's sending up something, and I dial Constance. Beep, beep, boop, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, Constance, uh, it's Alvin. Oh, God. Your friend who's the werewolf. It's me, it's you Alvin. don't have to keep... Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up, bud? Hey. I'm, I'm actually busy right now. There's some really weird stuff going on downtown. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about that. We're seeing this this metal art sculpture. That's not you, right? Oh, that would have been a really good idea. It's not me, and now you have me thinking that maybe it's one of my friends who didn't tell me about it because they don't think that I am a real artist. Um, 
this seems like it's in the weird category. I'm going to go with this is in our weird category. It's not me. Okay. Yeah. So we should probably do something about this. I have like another 20 minutes on my shift and I I definitely <laughs> Okay. I burned some bridges, but I'll I'll meet you back at the studio or Oh gosh, should we just go after it? I don't know. We we need to talk to Jr. Uh, Seems like JR it could doing? do some damage. Yeah, we should at least keep an eye on it. Let's try. Okay, I'll conference in Jr. Okay. Beep beep. As you are having this conversation, you get another text from Leon that says they're in five. Yeah, where? <laughs> <laughs> there, where? You get one word in response that says bison. Okay, Constance, I'll see you soon. Oh wait, we're gonna call Jr. Too. Yes. Okay, we'll conference in. Beep, 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 boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep. We need the magical beep, one. Beep. I pick up the phone. Hello, JR? Yes. Is yes. this JR? This is Alvin and Constance, your Monster Hunter friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Because I would have. Not the other Alvin yeah, and Constance. Yeah, I would have confused you, know. you for the other Alvin that I know and the other Constance that I know. I don't know. You know a lot of people. At this yeah. point, I also identify Jr. more as my roommate than my monster <laughs> friend. But sure. uh, you're kind of shitty roommate, uh, uh, Constance. This seems well. You were not. Is this something you were working on before I showed up in town? Because this seems kind of like your bag. But performance art. This is a little extreme. Is this yours? This is yours. Please tell me it's yours. It's not. And God, you know, I really kind of wish it was. This is a great idea. <laughs> it would have gotten so much exposure. No, it's not. It's on mine. TV right now. I know. I just see it as like a real meta commentary on the American West being held up as the dream when really it only existed for about a period of 30 years. And that just really seemed like your thing, Constance. You know what? Why don't you both be the artist instead then, if you all have such great ideas? <laughs> <laughs> We should probably keep an eye on this thing, right? Because it's made of metal. It's going pretty fast. I can skip on my shift. It's it's fine. I'm All gonna... right. I'll I'll try to catch up with it. See you in five. If it can take Leon five minutes to get there. Constance, do you want me to pick you up? Yeah, if you can pick me up, that'd be great. Well, um, Constance, you're like 30 feet from it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, so I'll just meet you there. But um, <laughs> uh, hey, Alvin, did, did you ever get that GoPro helmet I got you? I did, yeah. Great. Uh, why don't you slap that baby on and do a little live feed? Okay, yeah, get a little live do. feed going. Okay. Yep. Great. Alvin tells Sarah, like, okay, you stay here. I gotta go check this out because you're right. This is, I guess, my job now. I don't get paid. Anyways, I'll be back. You got my number. And while he's saying this, he's fumbling with the GoPro on his helmet. I love you. I'll see you soon. And he takes off, and the camera is upside down. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> nice. JR, how are you getting there? I'm going to hop in the Subaru, the Subaru Outback, the very nice. Does that have a name? No, should I name it? I should name it. You should. Probably should name it. That's a very JR thing to do. This is your special car. Okay, all right. It'll hurt more when I destroy it if it has a name. Listen, this is your Subaru. (laughs) You got to love your Subaru. Mm -hmm. That's what the ads told me. This is going to last you two, three hundred thousand miles. I need you to know, Quinn, (laughs) that when you tell me you're going to destroy my Subaru... I'm making a face, and I think you know the face. Not yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what face I'm making. Uh, oh, okay, I got a good name for it. It's it's Black Beauty, like the horse. 
Oh, that is yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. So I hop in the Black Beauty and go driving down towards. Uh, point of order, Quinn. Is the bison life size or larger than life size? The bison is slightly bigger than life size. Okay. All right. And bison are not small to begin. Oh with. no, no. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a big boy. Okay. So you're you're driving there, uh, Alvin. Are you sprinting? Bicy- biking? Bic- bicycle. Huh? Okay, I I do have to ask, normal bicycle or wolf bicycle? I think you mean wolfsicle. I absolutely mean wolfsicle. <laughs> yeah, he's going to yeah. wolf Fuck cycle. me for not saying wolfsicle in the first place. <laughs> he hops on, he's going to wolf cycle right downtown. Yes. Okay. Ooh. So here's how we're going to do this. JR, give me a act under pressure uh, to see how quickly you make it there and take the plus one for your driver. I would love to. Okay. Act under pressure. And Uh Alvin, go ahead and do the same with a no limits. No limits. Well, I got a seven. Mine is a 11. Okay. Alvin, you will arrive shortly on the scene. JR, I think you can arrive quickly, but you're going to attract some attention. Or you can take it a little easier and uh, not draw attention to yourself. Drive fast. Drive car fast. <laughs> okay. Drive car Laying fast. Laying low, huh? Drive car fast. Fast, fast, fast. <laughs> All right. So Jarrah peels out on the streets of Firmament in her Subaru Outback. <laughs> it barely screeches. Yeah, it barely screeches at all. It's not very impressive. But you do tear off. Um, and Alvin, you tear off on your bicycle. Constance, uh, you're already there. And you see this iron bison, this sculpture, continuing to gallop down Main Street. Most of the cars are moving out of the way, but in the distance, you can see the Main Street streetcar headed its direction. Okay. How far am I from it? Again, it's sort of galloping away from you, so I think you're probably like 75 feet away. It was closer, but it's, it's past you now and is stampeding away. And it's on a collision course, essentially? Yeah, basically. I, I want to start running towards it, and I have my Instagram backpack on me because I just bailed from work mm-hmm. with all my items. Of course. Um, I would like to pull out a taser and try to tase the statue. Uh, roll preparedness. All right. It's an eight, so I have it, but it's not here, and it will take some time to get it. Hmm. Not sure how that would work for this situation. I like left it at the tourist center or something. I think he recently lent it to Jenny. And so she has it, actually. Ah, shoot. Okay. Um, um, can I can I try something else real quick while I'm waiting for folks to show up? Yeah, you're welcome to do something else if you want. Okay. I don't have anything on me that will really make much of a difference to the bison, but I'm pretty good at disrupting general street traffic with my nonsense, so I'm going to um, (laughs) run towards the streetcar, waving frantically and like lifting my hat up in the air because it's quite (laughs) tall and just like waving it down like when you like wave goodbye to a boat back in the day, you know, the Titanic wave of sorts. But I have a look of utter horror on my face and I am screaming at the uh, streetcar to stop. Okay. You take off towards the streetcar, waving your large hat. But it's pretty clear that if you're gaining any ground on this sculpture, uh, it's not much 
and you're not sure immediately if your efforts are going to reach the operator before the bison does. Sure, sure, okay. Alvin, I think this is when you arrive on the scene. Your apartment isn't too far from Main Street, and you're quite quick when you want to be on your bicycle. Mm -hmm. You arrive at one of the intersections with Main Street to just catch this iron bison stampeding by. Ooh, that's bigger than it looked on TV. It is. And then I expect there's a screaming, yelling Constance running after it. Yeah, not too far away, but not really gaining any ground is a screaming Constance waving a big hand. Um, (laughs) I think as I'm kind of like, I see the bison go by, I see Constance yelling and, and screaming. I feel like I could probably deduce the point of her yelling. Like, Oh yeah, the streetcar street is, is absolutely headed on a collision course with the bison. So I think I'd like to ride the bike as far as I feel comfortable, ditch it and jump, just heave ho with the shoulder into the shoulder of this bison to try to just redirect it. If there was ever an act under pressure, this was an act under pressure. Is this a weird thing? <laughs> uh, animate sculptures? Pretty weird. Pretty weird. I haven't seen one before. Great. Tackling one from your bicycle? Also pretty weird. <laughs> from my wolf cycle. That's extra weird. It's definitely weird now. If it wasn't weird before. <laughs> Seven plus three is ten. You flex your leg muscles and you pedal your bicycle up towards the iron bison. And as you pull up alongside it, Old West style, you heave towards this sculpture and knock it off of its tracks and it goes careening off to the side out of the path of the streetcar but it's still charging forward what's it aiming at now is it it's not really clear it's just running down main street is it a subaru outback it's not a subaru outback actually okay so it's just running down the street now yes it is running down main street however jr you have arrived on the scene and you see that Alvin has just knocked this thing sort of off course mm-hmm. on what appeared to be a collision course with a streetcar. And now it's just continuing away from Riverside Park out of firmament. Okay, I think I'm going to drive up to grab Alvin and Constance and then we're going to drive after it. Constance and Alvin, you see JR come to a cool Tokyo Drift stop mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in the middle of Main yes. Street. And it's super cool. It's so cool. cool. Guys, it's so cool. Guys, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I tossed so cool. the wolf cycle into the spacious back trunk of the Subaru Outback. Oh, yes. Yeah, roomy enough. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Yep. It fits perfectly because it has ample room for all of your outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. This episode sponsored by Subaru. Mm-hmm. That's right. All of your outdoor activities? It's, yeah. It's not. Yeah. I'm going to get a- It's not sponsored by Subaru. I'm going to get a rack on the top for the skis at some point. It's going to be real classy. And there's room for Constance's hat, too. I was about to ask. That's important. Mm -hmm. If it sticks out the sunroof and you have to hold on to it. Yep. (laughs) 100%. But it's there. Yeah, so the two of you hop in. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. All three of you and JR Subaru Outback go speeding off towards this sculpture. What do you do? Hey, did anyone see Leon? Oh. He texted us that he was going to be somewhere in five minutes. JR, I think in the rearview mirror, you can see a beat up red sedan trying to keep up with you. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay. Well, as long as we know. I goose the gas guy. a little bit just to like <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> so what are the three of you doing? Well, I am keeping perfectly in control of this vehicle. Uh, the ride <laughs> is very smooth. The acceleration is also very smooth. It's just a very smooth ride all around uh, <laughs> as I deftly navigate in and out of traffic following this giant 
bison because as everyone knows i am an extremely skilled driver now alvin is gonna lean out the window and just go (laughs) is he gonna stick his tongue out (laughs) yeah um we probably want to find out where it's going right well yeah we're we're following it yeah yeah, so JR, give me a act under pressure to um, keep up with this bison as it is sort of charging headlong into traffic. And, and the cars are moving out of the way, but it's a little more difficult for you to navigate in a vehicle mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, as a stampeding bison. Okay, do I also get the plus one as a driver? Of course you do. Yeah. You're driving a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a 10. You maneuver around the stalled cars and detritus and debris that is left in the wake of this strange strange creature <laughs> and you pull up uh your choice right behind it or right beside it behind it okay you are right behind it what do you do guys should i honk the horn <laughs> move yeah i think you should honk the horn and constance has been watching a lot of animal planet to like chill <laughs> out and so my thought is like try to act like a herding dog like herd this bison <laughs> in a direction <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna honk the horn. Honk honk. You honk the horn, but it doesn't seem to react at all. Alright. Turn uh, into it. Turn into it. You no! use that hurting power. I just got this thing detailed. I'm not gonna No, 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 no. Um That argument means nothing to me after what's happened to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I ha- I lay on the horn and I gently tap the rear of it with my bumper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh no, my poor car. Yeah, I mean, give me an act under pressure as you basically <laughs> rear end this wrought iron kicking living sculpture, <laughs> uh, and your car starts to drift slightly. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. It's a six. Uh, If one of you could explain how you're helping out with this maneuver, I'm not sure how you can, (gasps) but I'm opening the opportunity. Gentle encouragement. That's not going to do it. Aggressive encouragement. Because otherwise Um, I have something. Go for it. Are you sure? Yeah, I have have a separate thing. Okay, all right. When this this inevitably goes sideways. Uh, So... Um, Don't joke. The car might literally go sideways. Uh-huh. Well, hold on. So I would say that what we're essentially doing is a pit maneuver. Yes, you're trying that. Uh, oh, yeah. yes, a pit. Yes, I'm familiar yeah. with that maneuver. Yes. So Constance has definitely read. It's like the motorcycle diaries, but it's how to evade the authorities diaries. Essentially, she got it off the Internet on a shady site that she went to the library to look up because she didn't want that in her search history. <laughs> but it's essentially a toolkit that you can download on how to how to avoid police, and it includes how to perform a pit maneuver and how to evade a pit maneuver. And so I think Constance just yells out, you're going to want to be at like a 12-degree angle to it for a pit maneuver, and she starts screaming all of this, hoping that it gives JR some like kind of, I will accept this, but I absolutely need Constance to actually grab the wheel. <laughs> Fix it and in the have last a comic second. scene of JR and Constance fighting over the wheel. <laughs> so sure. go ahead and roll to help out. You got it. <laughs> it's helping, I swear. That's a sweet eight. So on a seven and nine, your help grants them plus one, but you also expose yourself to trouble or danger. 
this tracks. Uh oh. With the wheel situation, this tracks. <laughs> <laughs> JR, that brings you up to a seven on your act under pressure, which means you're going to get a worse outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. So, JR, you can stop this thing, but it's going to damage your vehicle. You can steer it or guide it or slow it down, but it's also going to slow you down, and that may have some consequence. Or you can suffer no ill effect, but it's going to get away. I think I'd like to do the second one where I try to steer it. Where are you trying to steer it? Is Main Street near either a river or some kind of embankment where like, I could force it off the road? Or possibly is there like a store that is gone out of business? Like, I don't know, maybe like an old Radio Shack or something? So Main Street runs from Riverside Park basically straight out of town. Okay. Uh, so there is no river. This far out of town, it's just shops and then increasingly residential as you get further away. Okay. I'm going to try and force it into a shop. That's probably the best that I can do. So up ahead, you spy a radio shack and you're trying <laughs> oh, to guide no. it, but haven't they been you're, not quite, you're not quite getting it. <laughs> and Constance reaches over and grabs the wheel and the two of you are struggling, but you slam into the bison mm -hmm. and it goes careening off into the radio shack and crashes into it you spin out as well uh -huh. which is a common side effect of, of a, a poorly executed pit maneuver yep. <laughs> um and constance you go flying out the passenger side door which doesn't appear to be completely shut uh <laughs> and you're gonna take two harm as you go rolling out oh, about fuck. 20 feet sure why not I'd also like to note that um, no one is harmed in the Radio Shack because obviously no one's in the no Radio Shack. There, so. yeah. That's the yeah, safest no place there. to put this bison. And in the distance, JR, as you sort of collect your bearings, uh, this is your consequence. You see police sirens headed your way. Yep, Fuck. Yep, yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Surprised they're not here yeah, already. Yeah, that's fair. I, that's fair. I biked to a crime scene faster. I'm going to run over and see if Constance is okay. I mean, she's got several already emerging bruises and some minor contusions, but otherwise seems okay. That's probably consistent with two harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going through like concussion protocol to see if she's had a traumatic brain injury in that fall. So we're running through that right now. As you're standing over Constance in the shattered glass and rubble of the radio shack, you hear shifting stone and rebar and you can see the bison rising up from the rubble alvin hops out of the car and squares off with the bison and he's going to take his shirt off and hold it out like a matador <laughs> <laughs> and be like don't worry got this nice i used to do Very this nice. all the time back on the farm oh that's right does he get some sort of farm knowledge Ooh. no ah oh, come on <laughs> we hey we Plus used to raise steel bisons <laughs> I'll have you know this this poor little sucker probably just got got waylaid off the trail. <laughs> okay, you're not normally allowed to manipulate monsters or minions, mm -hmm. but I love this so much. <laughs> so go ahead and roll to manipulate oh, someone. God. Yes. No, it's so bad though. <laughs> There's no farm charm. <laughs> Barn wizard farm, farm no, charm? No, farm charm? No. Farm charm. Definitely not. Aww. Oh. Oh, oh no. no. 
Hey, what do you think the lowest possible roll could be? A two. False. I rolled a one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Can I get two XP for that one? Uh, No. No. (laughs) I think what happens is this thing charges at you, and you are drawing a little bit on your farm past, but it's really not the best analogy for a living sculpture. Sure. And it slams into you and throws you 25 feet back and you go tumbling end over end before you really even know what's happening. And then it rounds and starts galloping away from you down Main Street. It threw me in the air. Did I take harm from that? I think you would have taken two harm, but given your various abilities, you don't suffer any. No, I still suffer one because my other minus one is from when I protect or attack and I was not doing either of those. Oh, then yes. So it was a two harm injury. So you would take one. Rassle up that steer. (laughs) You guys okay? I'm fine. Constance is a little banged up. I guess the cops are probably going to follow that. I'll take the bike. I pull the bike out of the spacious back (laughs) of the Subaru Outback. All right, you go pedaling after the bison. Constance and JR, what are you doing? Constance, you up to. Honestly? Chasing that thing down some more? Probably not. I think I might try to get a couple of statements from folks who saw what happened from the get-go because as of right now, for once, quite refreshingly, we haven't really done anything wrong. So um, (laughs) we don't actually need to flee. That's very (laughs) true. It's an amazing experience. So uh, I think I might hang out and try to find someone in the crowd who like witnessed how this all went down and get a better sense of what happened. I don't love being here when the police are here, but you're right. We didn't do anything wrong. We're one of many casualties. And it would be helpful to get more information. I just want to point out, if you're nervous, JR, by all means, like, I don't want to make you stick around if you don't want to, but um, I feel pretty confident in being here at the moment. (laughs) I think as you say that is when you notice that behind the two cruisers is an unmarked black SUV. Yeah, of course. God damn it. Ah. Of course, though. No. I am going to run. Leave the car and just run I am going to run. (laughs) Nope, never mind. (laughs) It's a knee-jerk reaction. Yep, you got it. (laughs) I'm just going to run away. JR runs away. (laughs) They're not... They're not close enough that this would require a roll. You take off running. Constance. Okay. Okay. Oh, I I toss the keys to Constance before I run. Yeah. And then I just run. Just gonna run. Goodbye. Oh, God. Constance, what are you doing? Um, I text. I just, I text JR. I got this. I'll return the car later. And then promptly delete that message thread from Uh my phone. Put my phone back in my pocket and, and calmly walk over to where this all started because uh i want to interview some folks <laughs> i leave the car in the middle of well because there's you park it just next to, yeah, just yeah, yeah. From the radio shack. I, I park it next to the radio shack so it's not in the middle of the road and then i walk okay. i leisurely walk oh, over God. bloodied and whatever we're the best team okay i love how we stick together <laughs> <laughs> Alvin, on your bicycle, once again, you have caught up to this iron bison. Yep. What do you do? Was it running away or towards the police cars? 
It's running away from the police cars and everything else. It's basically running out of town. Okay. I'd like to just kind of ride alongside it as long as it's not pointed at anything that would cause harm. Okay. And just kind of sort of escort it (laughs) out of town almost. If it looks like it's going to change direction or ram into anything, then he's going to take action. Otherwise, he waits until it's out of town and he then will get closer and try to jump on it. We see you and this bison in an escort formation (laughs) continue down Main Street, cars veering out of your path. I wave happily to passersby. For probably 10 minutes until the buildings get smaller and smaller and eventually disappear into open farmland. And you are at the outskirts of town. And it's still cruising in a straight line? Yeah. Okay. Man. I kind of want to jump on it and try to get it to stop. But also, I do kind of want to know where it's going. Um, I'll I'll jump on it and just ride it. I'll do both. Yeah, give me an act under pressure for sure. I can do both. (laughs) Ten. With no hesitation and no issue, you leap from your bicycle on top of this sculpture. It's not comfortable. Oh, no. It pokes in all the wrong places. Oh, yes. But you are riding this wrought iron bison. It continues out of town. Yeehaw!